This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. It feels like the Heat got here with a $15 dress and the Celtics (laughs) are waltzing in with designer labels. But you know what? It's how you wear the dress. It's how you coach the team. And it's the fight that's in the dog and not the labels you're wearing. So is that an okay transition? Absolutely. No one expected the heat to be here. How did you guys pull off this outfit off of Amazon? The Celtics hosting the heat tonight. Celtics are laying eight and a half now. Chelsea had opened at Celtics minus seven and a half. Celtics minus 300. Heat plus 250. Total set at 215 and a half. Again, this line has moved in Boston's direction. I think we're both on the heat. I cannot believe that right now you can get eight and a half points with the Miami Heat. I feel like once again, once again, the Heat are being disrespected. Okay, but what red flags are we picking up when it comes to the market here? Because wasn't this seven and a half yesterday? And I still think that the majority of the money is on the Miami Heat. So why would this line move from seven and a half to eight and a half? Are you starting to feel like a square because of you feel like it's too easy of a bet? Because that's how I'm starting to feel. I do feel like a square. I also think that it's tough to it's tough to break narratives and it's tough to break things that you're accustomed to. There's it's like the old saying, you never get a second chance to make a first impression because once that impression is set in stone, it's so difficult to overcome that. And what I mean by that is, for example, look at the Warriors. Everyone was on did we really expect the Warriors to get eliminated by the Lakers? I did not. Even though everything told us, everything told us the Warriors aren't that good this year. They're just not that good this year. And when it was over, Steve Kerr said we're not a championship team. But we couldn't get past the fact that the narrative had been cast, which is this is a championship club. They have championship DNA. They have better players. But we all saw the Warriors aren't very good. Well, guess what? The Lakers beat the Warriors, eliminated them. So I think here it's sort of the same in that We can't get past the fact that just maybe, even though everything points to the Heat, we're thinking, oh, I mean, it's still the Celtics. The Heat don't have any bench players. They're an eighth seed. They don't belong here. They have proven they they have proven they're the better team. And I feel like it's the same thing. We we just need to accept, throw out the Celtics narrative for a second and accept the fact the Heat are the better team. I'm in a mental pretzel over here because I thought the exact same thing, even coming off the loss that the Heat just Mm -hmm. had in this series. I thought to myself, hmm, who cares? The Heat didn't even shoot well. Only made eight threes in that game, and six of their last ten games, the Heat have made at least 
13 threes. So this is a team that needs to make their shots. So do you believe the Celtics win was due to adjustments and being the better team? Or do you think it was just the shots were falling because the Celtics had pretty good shooting splits and the Heat did not. And the Heat turned the ball over more than the Celtics, which is kind of an uncharacteristic. Like during the regular season, the Celtics were good at hanging on to the ball. And I think a lot of these metrics are based on the regular season where the Celtics were dominant. Mm-hmm. But I still can't I can't get to a place where I'm thinking, yeah, I want to lay eight and a half points with the Celtics. Because even no. if you feel like the Celtics are going to win, they've been terrible at covering numbers at home. Not a winning record against the spread at home this season in the postseason. They've, won some, they've lost some of these games outright to teams which with far fewer talented players on their roster. Look at that outright loss to the Atlanta Hawks. You're telling me you don't think Jimmy Butler can get it done? At least cover an eight and a half? Yeah. I don't see a way that the Celtics cover the spread. But again, I was wrong on the Celtics last game. So maybe I'm just a square sitting over here with my square thoughts. (laughs) Well, you're not the only one. I will be with you sitting there with you in the dunce corner, the square corner, along with Matt, who will also be on a heat tonight. Matt Bassani, who handles all of our technical stuff, does a great job. Little shout out to Matt. I, I do not understand. And I think part of my problem is, if we're talking about narratives, this reminds me of yesterday when I was watching Forensic Files, like I often do in the afternoon. (laughs) Old man alert. Old man alert. Trust me, I see every old man medication. Like, oh, wow, moderate to severe black psoriasis again, huh? So (laughs) they were interviewing this guy and a, I'm not... A stripper had been killed and tossed to a bridge. She was dead. And they were interviewing some guy and about whether or not he had committed this crime. And as part of this whole show, they talked to the cop who interviewed this guy about the evidence. He goes, well, at first, I didn't have any evidence, but I'll tell you something. I didn't like this guy. And that's kind of how I feel about Joe Missoula. And I don't really have any evidence. I just don't like Joe Missoula just because I feel like he's had this golden opportunity. It's not personal. I'm just saying he has this golden opportunity. He has the Celtics right in front of him, signing this long-term contract, and he has been a massive disappointment. I think he's going to get fired if the Celtics don't rally and win this series, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If it happens, feel free. Call me out. First time in history it will have ever happened. I don't have anything to really back up my argument except for the fact that it feels like he's lost his team. Oh, yeah. When you look over and there is a player in the coach's chair running the timeouts, I think that's a pretty good sign. Joe Missoula has done nothing, it feels like, to help this team. In fact, it feels like the Celtics won despite him. So, Mm -hmm. yes, the coaching advantage, especially when you have Eric Spolster on the other side, who has coached up a team with a bunch of undrafted Mm -hmm. players all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yes, the coaching advantage is very stark in this one. Uh, As far as player props go, I think I'm going to lean on Caleb Martin. Uh, We talked about this yesterday. I'm a little bitter Mm -hmm. because he left my NC State Wolfpack for Nevada in college. But what a postseason he's been having. Uh, Last four games, 15 points, 25 points, 18 points, and 16 points. And also, on the injury front, Gabe Vincent kind of injured himself last game. It'll be interesting to see if he is 100%. But I think that means that Caleb Martin's going to have a bigger role here if Gabe Vincent is hurting even just a little bit. So uh, taking a look at his points prop. And also, I feel like I'm going to be on the heat. I don't know if it's an official Mm -hmm. play, but 
feels like that's the way to go. Also, I, I'm glad Matt brought this up in the chat because I was just about to talk about it. There was a headline yesterday that says, and of course, all this is source-based. You can believe it or not. Take it for what it's worth. But the Celtics are, quote, tired of fake liking each other. They don't really like each other, but they're pretending to like each other. You look at the Heat. This is a very close group. You can tell just by the way they speak about one another. It's been well-documented. Heat culture. We talk about that here on the show. Heat culture. These guys are close. The Celtics, according to this story, not close, Chelsea. Is that a factor as well? I think it's hard to be close when you're losing games. Like, I think culture is kind of based on if you're winning or not. So it's tough to like each other when you're losing games that you should be winning, especially at home. I don't know. Doesn't this feel like the plot of reality shows where they're like, well, we don't have to like each other. We just have to work together. And guess what? That never works out. If you don't Mm -hmm. like each other, there's always drama that unfolds. I know you've been peeking at some of those reality shows. Isn't this something they say all the time? We don't have to like each other, you know. Well, it seems like you kind of do. Well, I mentioned our discussion about reality shows to the lovely Catherine yesterday, and we kind of had a debate, and she was like, I don't watch too many reality shows. I'm like, honey, I'm just saying that it is about everything in moderation. You also head up business development at a large law firm, so during the day, you're doing very heady, very intelligent stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if all you do is reality show stuff, that's my issue. But yeah, I, I, I feel like the Celtics, they don't have to like each other, but it helps. Yeah, especially when you have a coach that's not good at rallying the troops because we see this in Selling Sunset, like the head of the real estate company. And he's like, well, it's not my problem. Like, dude, yeah, it is your problem. This is your sales team. So maybe you should stick your head in there and fix some of the problems that you have. But uh, bottom line for me, I think it is the Heat. Do you think the Heat still win the series? I thought this was a conclusion, but according to all the people in my mentions, oh, the Celtics can still come back. Plus 220 isn't that bad of odds. I feel like the Celtics plus 220 to win the series still feels very short in my opinion. It is short. If you're going to bet on something that has never been done ever in the history of the NBA, shouldn't you get a little more than two to one? for that right i mean my god exactly terrible odds yeah i don't get that at all for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts